glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Friday, 5th day of November 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J over there. We made it. All the way through the week, like it or not, we have officially scaled the mountain, or at least after today you will have. That leaves you with a weekend. I know you're going to be out. We're going to talk about that in a second. But, Big J, what do you got planned for this weekend? Uh, let's see. Um, you know, I, I, not much. Uh, my buddy Ian and I are going to go see a movie tonight. What are you going to see? We're going to go see No Time to Die. <laughs> he hasn't seen it yet. So... There's two movies you still have now, to see. No, I don't have to see them, and I've decided I, I, I don't really, I'm not really excited about Eternals at all. Okay, so you're not going to see so Eternals. I, I, I'll, I'll wait until it comes out uh, and it's free for me to watch. Uh, you're not, but I was I was talking about Shang-Chi. Yeah, I know, I'm not excited about that either. Weird. Maybe you don't care no, about the Marvel Cinematic no, Universe. No, I, I, I don't, I don't, really. I mean, after Endgame and the things that are reflective of the past, not phase, whatever we're in now, I'm okay with, but anything going forward, I'm just not excited about right now. So you don't want to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three? Uh, is that set in, if, that, if it's set in, it's all part of this new phase. They're old characters. I'm gonna be okay with watching. It's just the new stuff. I'm well, just, here's what you need to understand. Excited. I'm not excited about it. They're they're rolling in the new characters with the old ones, pal. Well, we'll see. No, what do you I mean? mean we'll see? Well, you haven't seen the movie, so you don't know. I'm telling you, it's happening. I'm saying, I, I, of course, I'll see Guardians of the Galaxy. It's James Gunn. I love what he does. I'm not going to not see that. But, you know, if I'm in dark about stuff that's happened before that, it's just the way it is. Right. Uh, unless I catch it, you know, some other time. But uh, just looking at the trailers and stuff, I'm just not excited to buy it. And I miss everybody. I miss Cap. Well, maybe you should see Shang-Chi, and it might bring up some memories, is what I'm trying to tell you, but you're not listening. Well, here's the problem. Uh, Shang-Chi in theaters, but early afternoon right now, so that wasn't in the cards. Well, that's your fault, and uh, you still wanted to see Dune. Yeah. Now you're not going to see Dune either in the theater, I don't think. That's not going to No, I I will. I totally, totally will. No, I don't. Dude, you're running out of time, is what I'm telling you. No, Dune is going to be in the theaters for another month. All right. All right. Uh, but it'll be soon. It'll be those early afternoon screenings that you just complained about. Nah. Is what I'm telling you. It's already been in the theaters for a month as of today. Dune? Yes, it came out. Well, I mean, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks is not a month. Well, it's closer to a month than it is not. But listen, I'm not here to be your movie police. I I, I know you enjoyed the movie, so hopefully you have fun. Other than that, anything else on the agenda? Uh, a lot of Vanguard. I mean, it comes out came out at midnight, so that's right. Uh, did you get the chance to partake at all? No, man. I don't know if you got up early I today. Am not, oh, I'm not a weirdo. Messed around with it? I am not a weirdo. It is a busy show today, guest-wise. Uh, we have our friend Dino coming in here uh, on the phone. We're going to talk to him in just a little bit about the uh, big ride that's happening this weekend, Toys for Tots, the official kickoff here in the Treasure Valley of a very important charity to help out some children in and around the state of Idaho. That's going to happen today. Uh, we're going to talk to Chris and Jen from Lounge at the End of the Universe the Toast and Marshmallow podcast about all the cool things happening there today. That's going to happen in the 8 o'clock hour. A chance to win some money from us at uh, 7.30 with the X Double Dare and some tickets to be given away as well. So it should be a good show, a busy one at that. Let's get started with some music. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Danny California. It's the morning after on the X Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. And if you're looking for something to do this particular weekend and you are a boarder or a skier, you may want to check out the Ski Squat, baby. It's going on today all the way through from Sunday at Expo Idaho. 
and it's pretty awesome. Now, the event was canceled last year because of obviously COVID, and so it turns into the biggest ski swap in the Northwest. Looked for about 20,000 items to be there. And it's Damn. the 70th year of the ski swap. And for those that aren't familiar, you can actually drop. It's almost like a big consolidation sale. You drop off your stuff if you want to. You can still do so this weekend, today from 10 to 9 p.m. or Saturday, 10 a.m. to noon. And then the st- sale starts today at 1 p.m. and then goes all the way until 10 o'clock tonight at Expo Idaho. You do have to pay $5 to get in, but you can get in for free on Sunday with a donation of canned food. And you can buy, sell, trade, all that kind of stuff going on this weekend at Expo Idaho. And Big J will be out there tomorrow. He'll be out there from 10 a.m. to noon as this thing gets started. So you can hang out there, say hello to him, maybe win some stuff from us, and also, you know, upgrade, trade in, check out some new stuff just in time for ski season. Yeah. So... Check it out. It also benefits the Bogus Basin Ski Education Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization for kids that want to learn how to ski and snowboard competitively. So it also helps out the youth of the Treasure Valley. It's never a bad thing. So skiers and boarders, you got something to do this weekend. Boise State taking on uh, number 23 Fresno State tomorrow, 5 p.m. kickoff from Bulldog Stadium. It's the first time they've faced each other since the championship game a couple years back. The Fresno State ended up winning here on the blue. The game will be on the CBS Sports Network. If you'd like to watch it, we'll get Big J's final score prediction as we move forward in the show. It was all Colts last night. The score ended up being a lot closer than it actually was. Uh, 45 to 30, your final score, but the Colts jumped out to like a 42 to 8 lead in that game. Uh, Carson Wentz could do no wrong. Three touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor was huge, 172 yards, including a 78 yard touchdown run. Two touchdowns total. I mean, the Colts were just firing in all cylinders. The holes that the offensive line was opening up, they weren't holes, they were like truck lanes. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor doesn't need that much room anyway. Uh, And so he ended up having a huge game. Uh, The Jets were all ready to hand things over to Mike White, but then he left after uh, two fingers on his right hand went numb and he couldn't grip the ball. That's never good. And so Josh Johnson came in at quarterback after White left the game and the Jets were just never in it. But they weren't in it with Mike White either. So uh, it was just a long night if you're a Jets fan. We'll put it that way. Big J, if you like sexy men, you're going to love Chris Evans. You know him. Yeah. He is Captain America. He's also a part of the Knives Outcast, and it looks like next week he's going to be on the cover of People Magazine and is going to be named the sexiest man alive. Uh, he was in the running last year, apparently, but lost out after he accidentally uploaded a nude photo of himself to Instagram uh, in September of 2020. Does that make think- you more sexy? <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. Uh, usually makes, I mean... It's like, hey, look what I got! Right. And apparently it was a lot. If, if I remember correctly, ain't nobody uh, was uh, taking him down a notch on the sexy scale. Yeah, nobody the, was laughing. When the new, right, they're like, oh, I, okay. Congratulations. They usually you think that would, would help your case. Uh, but, you know, uh, you have to usually let things like that blow over, and apparently they have, so now he's good enough to be the sexiest man alive again. Congratulations. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J, and it is that time of year again to officially kick off Toys for Tots season, and there's one particular event that does that every single year around these parts, and we have ourselves Dino on the phone with us. Dino, good morning, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. This is year number what for the Toys for Tots ride? This is our 12th annual uh, Toys for Tots ride. 
I'm taking out a high desert Harley Davidson and Meridian. Wow, man, that's uh, that's a lot of toys. I mean, when we get down to it, dude. <laughs> yeah, it never ends. Uh, the request for toys always seems to go up with the kids, so uh, we keep doing what we're doing. I appreciate you guys having me on so we can talk a little bit about it and let everyone know what's going on with the ride this year. Of course, you know, it is a yearly event. I think we've had a chance to mention this uh, for at least a decade now of you guys doing this. But, you know, tell us the origin stories again. I know that you were a Marine, and once a Marine, always a Marine, of course, which is why this holds a, a special place in your heart, why Toys for Tots is such a, a very big thing for you and some of your fellow riders, right? Exactly. This all started uh, back in 2010 down at Quinn's Lounge on Vista. A few of us Marines got together and, and was talking and said, hey, why isn't there a Toys for Tots ride here in uh, the Valley? So we put it together the first year in 2010, and we didn't get a ride until December. It was super cold that year, too, if you imagine riding a motorcycle in December. But it's just grown every year since then. We moved it into uh, the first week of November, which is actually the kickoff for the Toys for Tots campaign here in the Treasure Valley. So this is like the first uh, major event for the Marines out at Gallon Field. Um, They'll be there at High Desert to present the colors for the opening ceremony and then we go into full gear with Toys for Tops collections right up until December 10th. It's quite the operation. Yeah, and, and it's great. Um, you know, the pomp and circumstance of it obviously is 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 fun and and cool but you know the mission part of this of kicking off toys for tots in the right manner is is critical because of the need is so much there but helping these marines and it's something that you know going way back i have always wanted to impress on people is that the sooner we can get uh those toys in the hands of those marines uh the better off it is for them and all the work that they have to do because they're volunteering their time to do this aside from their already duties that they're doing out there downfield so uh it takes away from their family time uh during the holidays and we don't want that. So so the sooner we can get toys into their hands and fill those coffers, the better off it is for the Marines. And that, to me, is the most important thing besides the kids, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, talking with Sergeant Guyberson earlier uh, a few weeks ago, he was saying that the needs over 13,500 kids this year. So that's a pretty substantial amount. And uh, just like you said, everyone kicking in and helping cover these kids and make sure everyone can have a, a toy to open on Christmas is such a huge deal. That's why this is such a great program. Dates back to 1947 with the history of the Marine Corps Reserve officially kicking off in that's a pretty long history for Toys for Tots. Hell yeah, man. Our good friend Dino, a friend of the show, also the organizer of the Toys for Tots ride that is going to kick off Toys for Tots here in the Treasure Valley. Dino, if people want to join up on the ride, give us all the details. Where's it happening? When's it happening? And where are you headed? Okay, well, the registration opens at 9 o'clock on Sunday the 7th, this coming Sunday, out at High Desert Harley-Davidson, out in Meridian. And then it's just a shotgun start from there. Uh, the ride just goes through town to a few locations, and then it ends up at Quinn's. At the end of the ride, we have a chili feed at Quinn's. Um, we're going to have a DJ out in the back. They've got uh, the young Marines, Art Jackson young Marines, are going to be there helping serve chili. Um, just a good time to come out, and all we ask is that you bring a toy and come down and, and enjoy uh, each other and help us get toys for the kids that's what it's all about yeah chili is enough to bribe me i'm down <laughs> <laughs> all around it's a good day to come down and support the kids of the treasure valley makes for a nice ride as well do you know if if people want more information kind of in advance of it is there a particular website or place you want to point them to or anything like that sir yes it's uh, www.tftride.com or 
It's Toys for Tots Ride, all spelled out, Toys for Tots Ride at gmail.com. It's awesome work that you and your fellow Marines are doing, Dino, to put this ride together. Congratulations on 12 years of kicking off Toys for Tots. We certainly hope you bring in a boatload of toys this particular weekend. We're happy we can get the word out, man. Thank you for making time for us. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. That's the Foo Fighters and Learn to Fly here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yesterday around this time, we waved goodbye to the life lesson that Big J would offer us. And today we say welcome to what, Big J? Story time. Huh? Story time. What's it all mean? Well, we tell stories around the campfire. I'm ready for a story. Uh, Well, my kids love to mess with me, Nick, especially Mason, our youngest. She uh, still lives with us and her boyfriend. Uh, Not that long ago, she scared the living hell out of me. Uh, by doing a jump scare on me, and I've been trying to get revenge ever since. But uh, more recently, um, you know, I've been going through some issues here lately that that revolve around um, the making dinner. To be perfectly honest, it's a, it's a part of a mental health issue I've been having. Uh, for whatever reason, it's just been very difficult for me to uh, to land on, on making dinner. It's my responsibility in the end uh, to cook for the family, and, you know, it's kind of exhausting at times. And uh, I've been going through some stuff, and in the last week, two weeks, it, has, it hasn't been great. And so, you know, uh, as a part of that, you, you just can't leave that stuff and not do anything about it. So, you know, I came up with a plan with the family and, you know, Friday afternoons, we're going to plan our week meals and, and have it organized. That will help me out greatly in, uh, in getting around some of my issues that I've been having. But uh, yesterday, uh, the wife and Mason, they went out to go grocery shopping. And uh, so they got home and I'm helping unpack everything and, and uh, putting everything away. And uh, then I, I take a second, I'm sitting down and uh, there was a comment. Now, the, the interesting part about this is Mason uh, refuses to cook in any way. She'll, she'll make some McNuggets or you know, some chicken nuggets. Okay. That's about uh, as far as we'll get. She helped make lasagna about a couple months ago, but that that's it. And so she uh, was in the kitchen and she had an item in her hand and she looked at me she goes hey dad i'm making dinner tonight and she she showed me what she had in her in her hand and it was a package of chicken hearts <sighs> and i'm like what and here's the thing is the kids they love chicken hearts, and that's thanks to Tacanos. Sure, go there, and and me, I, I can't do it. It's a texture thing, and it reminds me of, you know, uh, liver and onions night. Thanks to the grandparents, you know, that's a, it was an old person thing. I don't even think it's a thing anymore. But uh, I'm like chicken hearts, and I didn't say anything because I've been in this place, and it's not my right to complain. Right, so sure. I'm like, okay, you're gonna make dinner, and, and I was like, oh, all right, whatever. And then uh, the wife and I had to go run some errands, so we get in the car, and I look at her and I go, chicken hearts, and she starts laughing. She goes, oh yeah, the kid's just messing with you. That's for the dog. <laughs> and I'm but like, you believe that? F you, yeah. <laughs> So what did you eat for dinner then instead? Uh, no, they went out. To, that's the thing. They were going out to dinner uh, last night, and uh, I had French bread pizza. So, but better re- than chicken. But hearts. the relief that came over me is like, thank I, I was God. gonna say, like, I was like, they sell chicken hearts by the bag. Yeah, it was. Box? It was a package of chicken hearts. But were they like dog treats or were they actual? No, like- uh, apparently, <laughs> this is apparently the, the wife uh, has plans to make their own dog treats. There so, you go. Look at this. Making things happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that's going to play out, but 
<laughs> well, one thing you don't have to worry about. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I know that that package will probably end up sitting in there in the in the fridge until it's thrown away. Well, start planning your weekend for revenge on the daughter, because now you got two things to re- revenge: uh, the jump scare and the chicken heartbreak. Uh, sounds like yeah, he's up two to nothing. I'm behind. On you. I'm behind on this. You know, I should probably ask Ian tonight. He has good ideas. He's a good pranker. Morning after with Nick and Big J. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. And this weekend is the weekend, Big J. I hope you're ready. The weekend. Mentally and physically. Because Sunday is the day that we fall back in daylight savings time. We set our clocks back one hour early on Sunday morning to return to what is known as standard time. But there are a significant amount of states, including this state, Idaho, that has got some sort of resolution or legislative passage to try to eliminate daylight savings time. There are 19 states in the United States that currently have these things in actual kind of discussion right now. Now, granted, there are exactly two states that have opted out of daylight savings time. Do you remember what they are? Yeah, uh, Arizona and Hawaii. Perfect. And uh, the rest of us, the other 19, are still kind of petitioning to make it happen. But there is some movement along a nationwide side of things where... Congress is still kicking around the idea of maybe getting rid of daylight savings time, which is interesting. I mean, listen, we've got a lot of problems in this country currently. I would say daylight savings time is but fairly low on the list. But this is an easy one to solve. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, like, like, let's get it done. There are there, there's absolutely no reason in 2021 why we do this still. Uh, it makes zero sense. It arguably made zero sense when they passed it back in 1966. But... Still, it's a thing that we do, and we don't know why, and we don't know why we continue other than it's the way it's always been done. And it's strange, and it's crazy, and it's archaic, and it's uh, completely maddening, and it's unnecessary. (laughs) Here's the thing I'm surprised by is the medical research on just how much uh, damage uh, doing daylight savings time can cost. Sure. I mean, it's weird. They say fewer car crashes, uh, fewer cardiac problems, fewer stroke, improved mental health, less crime, increased economic growth, uh, growth, and increased in physical fitness. All if we were just to have permanent daylight savings time. Which is, I'm not sure how accurate that is, but listen, I, 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 I don't even care which one you pick. I'm just saying pick one, bro. Pick one and stick with it so we don't have to change our clocks anymore. I think literally uh, we were having a conversation here yesterday. I was like, man, it feels like daylight savings time. It's a week late for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a little dark like, out there. It's just been super dark. And I, I actually thought daylight savings time, the switchover was last week. And I had to check my calendar on Sunday. I'm like, is it happening now? It feels like it's happening now. Nope, it's this week. It's this week. This Sunday you will wake up and uh, fall back is the best kind, I suppose. <laughs> yes, I mean, but, at least. You know, it is. It, it, I would just like it to stick and stay, I guess is my point, because it is ridiculous. The spring forward one is so painful. <laughs> it does suck. For us especially. It does suck. It does suck. Hey, Boise State's going to take on Fresno State uh, this Saturday. Fresno State's the number 23 team in the country. Uh, It's going to happen at Bulldog Stadium. Kickoff is at 5 p.m. You can watch the game on CBS Sports Network if you're so inclined. In about an hour, we're going to get Big J's final score prediction. 
NBA has asked a law firm to investigate the Phoenix Suns after an ESPN report detailed allegations of racist, misogynistic, and hostile incidents by owner Robert Sarver over the 17 years he's owned the team. The Suns denied the report in an official statement yesterday. Sarver denied the allegations through his attorneys as well. But there's a bunch of different employees coming forward uh, saying multiple different stories about how terrible the environment is there, how uh, often they've heard uh, Robert Sarver drop the N-bomb and make lewd comments in all staff meetings and show pictures of his wife in a bikini to all sorts of people. It's a fairly uncomfortable working environment. And having met Robert Sarver, I am surprised by zero of these stories that have come across. Oh, no, no. Uh, only had the privilege, and I use that in quotations, of meeting him once, and it was very uncomfortable, and he was uh, very jerky to a uh, co-worker of mine, which was not uh, a pleasant experience, and therefore uh, I welcome his apocalypse. Uh, Big J, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has vowed to stop using firearms on movie sets in the wake of a shooting death on the set of Rust. The action star and his production company has said, quote, I can't speak for anybody else, but I can tell you without an absence of clarity here that any movie we have moving forward, any movie, any television show, anything we ever do or produce, we won't use real guns or all at all. We'll switch over to rubber guns or we'll take care of it in post because, listen, uh, CGI can do some pretty amazing things. And uh, he believes in that as well. He said that in the wake of the tragedy, the most prudent thing and the smartest thing to do is just pause for a second and re-examine how many of these things that we're doing are actually necessary in the world that we live in today. And he's right. I mean, listen, why not, right? Yeah, and I didn't even realize this, that there are instances where they don't use uh, real firearms in, in some of these movies, and you would never know the difference. No, no. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's... Why even at risk of the situation? Exactly. Uh, obviously, it's it's been a bad, bad uh, thing, and, and it's too, too many times. How about that? Yeah, and it's, you know, there's lots of other incidents that have happened where it hasn't claimed life and just injured people, too. So, I mean, it's just one of those deals where it's like, why not make things as safe as you can possibly make them if you're not sacrificing anything outside of a couple of dollars to save it in post? And uh, that doesn't seem to be a problem in Hollywood these days. And so The Rock is stepping forward, which at least he deserves a little bit of credit for, whether you're for it or against it. Double Dare on 100.3. The X rocks. We would like somebody to win some money today. That's the idea behind the X Double Dare. How much money they win is entirely up to them and how much they want to risk on it. Today's caller X is John. Good morning, John. How are you, man? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? We're hanging in there, dude. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, you are going to try your luck at the X Double Dare in this particular category. Big J, what is it? Cult classic films. All right. So you're going to have to know a little bit about cult classic films in order to pull off some money. Some of these questions are going to be difficult. They're going to get progressively harder as we go on. How confident are you in this particular category, though, John? I think I'm good. All right, man. Then I hope you win as much money as you possibly can. Here comes your $50 question. Dazed and Confused bombed at the box office in 1993, but went on to be a cult classic thanks to the performance of what future Oscar winner who gave us the line, all right, all right, all right, in the film? Matthew McConaughey. Right. Good job. $50 in your pocket, John. You can take that and walk away, or you can try for the $100 question, which is supposed to be just a smidge harder. Yeah, let's do it. All right, dude. (laughs) This cult classic, written and directed by his friend John Favreau, basically launched the career of Vince Vaughn and, as two friends, made their way to Vegas, baby. 
Oh, crap. Uh, so it's a Vince Vaughn movie. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. Written and directed by John Favreau. Oh, crap. Vegas Baby is another hint mm-hmm. in there as well. Vegas Baby! Did you give us an answer, John? I'm sorry. Yeah, Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers? Wrong. It is not oh. Wedding Crashers, John. I am sorry. I am sorry. What is the correct answer, Big J? Uh, swingers. Swingers. Right. But I can totally see why you would come to that conclusion. Vince yeah, Vaughn. Is- Vince Vaughn certainly in that movie for sure. Uh, but unfortunately, John, that means you walk away empty-handed. I am sorry, sir. Uh, but... You have a couple more chances to play today under the same category. 12.30 with Jason Drew, 5.30 today with Adam. Uh, I thought the $200 question was especially difficult. Would you have gotten it correct? Me? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Give it to the good people. Planet Nine from Outer Space is considered by many to be the worst film ever made. It was written and directed by this cult classic icon who was portrayed by Johnny Depp in the movie about his life. Did you ever see the movie? I don't know. I did not. Was uh, Tim Burton directed? Nope. Uh, Bill Murray is in it. Martin Landau won the Oscar for it. And uh, Johnny Depp plays the titular character named... Ed Wood is the answer to that one. That would have been the $200 question. A tough one to be sure. Uh, We'll see if these questions get easier as the day goes on, but uh, brush up on your cult classic film knowledge because you have two more chances at up to $200 throughout the day. We are going to go to hell next on the X-Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. How about that Slipknot, bro? Did you get your blum pumping? Yeah. Now we're talking. Get an angry face on now. We are headed to Corbin, Kentucky for today's We're Going to Hell story. And, you know, I can understand, like, you wanted to go over to your neighbor's house to borrow a cup of sugar or uh, some milk or, uh, in your case, Big J, what was the thing that the neighbor kid brought and then borrowed and then never brought back? I mean, tools. <laughs> I thought it was a baking thing or something that, uh, that some six-year-old kid came over and you gave him to it and then you had to track it down at your neighbor's house. But either way, there's plenty of things that you can borrow and it could be okay. But I also think there are certain things that you just don't borrow from somebody. Like there are things that you don't lend out. Underwear is a great example. Another example is what this story revolves around, which would be a sex toy. Sometimes those things just belong to other people. That's not real. It's real. According to this story, yes. In Corbin, Kentucky, it all starts with a sex toy that was lent to a cousin and a neighbor. Now, here's where it gets weird. The the neighbor is Michael Barton. He is a 28-year-old gentleman, and apparently he lent his neighbor, Crystal Denham, a sex toy. Uh, and then, after about three weeks, had, uh, had the audacity to ask Crystal for the sex toy back. He's like, hey, remember that, uh, that sex toy I gave you a couple weeks ago? I uh, sure would like that back. And that's when Crystal said... Quote, it's my sex toy now. And that turned into a fairly verbal argument, Big J. Like, hang on a second. I let you lay. I borrowed it to you. You have to give that back. That's what borrow means. Lend. You give these things back eventually. But uh, Crystal wasn't very happy with how the situation was going, and she had a steak knife in her hand, Big J, and that's when she stabbed her cousin. A couple times over, as a matter of fact. Jeez. All over a sex toy. So then she called 911 and did admit to stabbing her cousin and said that that was why it happened. Police showed up. 
Turns out the injuries weren't very serious. Didn't like, you know, get him in the gut or anything like that. Just basically cut him on his hand a couple of times. It wasn't even bad enough that uh, he required medical attention. He just was like, I'm fine. I'm good. But uh, she was arrested because of the situation, clearly. Uh, she also tried to resist arrest from the officers. That didn't work out too well for her. So now she's facing a couple of charges. Second degree assault, second degree disorderly conduct, menacing and resisting arrest. But the officers weren't able to settle the sex toy dispute. So I'm not sure how this whole thing played out. I just thought it was interesting, one, that somebody borrowed a sex toy, two, that that person they lent them the sex toy was their cousin, and three, that it was a pa- it must have been a good enough sex toy that this person was willing to stab somebody else over yeah, it. Yeah, like, so. like something special. <laughs> I, I don't know. It doesn't even get into what kind of sex toy it is. Because, uh, as you know, Big J, there's a myriad of them. Who knows what kind of thing was going on? But I, I will say this. Uh, that seems to me to be off, out of bounds from the word go. No reason yeah. why you should ever ask to borrow nor lend somebody a Or even toy. know about their stuff. If it's your cousin, yeah, probably. Yeah. Not a topic of discussion you want to get into. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. And strangely enough, the weird, the least weird thing is it was a, the sex toy that was being borrowed. But there's a lot of weird stuff happening there. And I don't know what, I mean, if I were the sex toy, whenever it's found out, I would certainly use this as a marketing tool. I mean, if our sex toys are good enough to stab somebody over, you know you're doing something right. Morning Nick, After geez. with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Uh, the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. They're calling it the Big Quit, Big J. Millions of people across America are leaving their jobs. Uh, they are quitting, and uh, unemployment is actually fairly low currently. It's just people are living and leaving for greener pastures. Jobs that pay them more, jobs that are in more demand as more places open up around the country. They need work and they're paying people more for it, so they're leaving their jobs that aren't paying them as well. Now, we know, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the number one state in which people are leaving is Kentucky. 4.5% of the workforce quit their jobs in August for other jobs. Uh, Guess what state is number two, Big J? Idaho. That is correct. The state of Idaho comes in at number two. 4.3% of the workforce left their job for another job in the last month. Now, these are not people leaving their jobs and going on unemployment. These are people leaving their jobs to go to a better playing job or a job that they want more than the one they currently have. Georgia comes in at number three. Uh, and the one thing that all three of these states have in oh, common. Can I take a guess? Sure. Minimum wage. That is absolutely correct. Uh, we uh, are the three states that don't go higher than the federal minimum wage of 7.25 for a majority of the uh, basic jobs that are open up in the marketplace, and therefore we have the highest quit rate because there's a lot of places popping up around the Treasure Valley that are paying way more than that. And I mean, so fast we, food restaurants are paying right, like 15 bucks an hour. That's absolutely correct. Uh, but the the flip side to that is, you know, especially here in the Treasure Valley, we have huge places opening up huge warehouses that pay 19 to 22 dollars an hour for opening positions. And so that makes even those 15 dollar fast food jobs less attractive. Does that make sense? 
Yes. And so, as people move on to greener pastures, there continues to be an issue with workforce here in Idaho and labor shortages here in Idaho. Uh, It's because there are a lot of really good paying jobs elsewhere in this state, and they're having a hard time filling those jobs that have such a small hourly pay rate. And even right now, $12 to $13 an hour in this state, in this city, is considered small. And so that's why we're number two in the country of people leaving their jobs for a better one. Uh, What's the solution? At least according to uh, the Department of the Bureau of Labor Statistics, it would be uh, have a better open floor platform with your workers. Listen to them a little bit more. Make sure they have a say in what's going on. And sometimes those people will stick around if they're happy, even if the job does pay them less. But if they're treated like garbage and not treated well, there's way too many other well-paying jobs out there that they're willing to leave if they can get their foot in the door someplace else. We have ourselves a football game tomorrow. Boise State taking on number 23 Fresno State on the road. Tip uh, Kickoff is at 5 p.m. on the CBS Sports Network. Big J, we need a final score prediction. Oh, man, this is a tough game. Uh, they are ranked, and uh, they have beaten the other ranked teams in uh, the Mountain West. Uh, we're talking about the Fresno State Bulldogs, of course. And uh, they've had some struggles on some games. and other games, they've just completely wiped out some people. This is the, one of the first times I've seen in a long time where the Broncos are not favored to win a game. Uh, so, well, it happened against BYU. Yeah, but th- this year, I mean, that's not commonplace in any way, shape, or form. No, sure. And and so, uh, I- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, 32 to 28, Fresno State. All right, Big J likes Fresno State in the victory. We'll see what ends up happening. You can tune along and watch at five o'clock tomorrow. Colts beat the Jets 45 to 30. Uh, Mike White had to leave the game with an arm injury, uh, but Carson Wentz played pretty well for the Colts. Three touchdowns, 272 through the air. Jonathan Taylor, 172 and two touchdowns on the ground as the Colts offense could do whatever they wanted to do last night and proved it with a big, big win on Thursday night football. Uh, Odds are Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be released today by the Cleveland Browns. He was kept away from practice for a second straight day uh, after his father shared an 11-minute video on social media basically uh, lambasting their their quarterback, Baker Mayfield. And so uh, the Browns, that didn't sit too well with them. Looks like uh, Odell Beckham will probably clear waivers and then he'll be able to go wherever he wants to go. But uh, his days as a Brown appears to be at least numbered. It was announced yesterday that Takiya Watiti is going to adapt the cult graphic novel The Incal into a movie. He'll direct and write the script along with his uh, collaborative partner, Jermaine Clement, who they worked on What We Do in the Shadows and a bunch of other things together. Peter Warren is also part of the creative team that's putting it together. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the graphic novel. Probably not, Big J. Nope. But it is a French one. It is considered by comic book nerds to be one of the greatest comic books of all time. It's not a Marvel title. It's independently done. It it sold very, very well. But I will say this. It's very dense and sci-fi-ish and I'll be interested to see how they turn that into a movie. Uh, It's a long-running graphic novel too. It ran from like 1984 to like 2017. So there's a lot of story to cover and a lot of things going on. It'll be interesting to see what they do and how the interest will be. Although it is Takiya Waititi and people seem to be interested in whatever it is that he's doing. Marvel or otherwise. So maybe that's the case. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do to bring that thing to the big screen because it is a difficult story to tell.
morning after with Nick and Big J. And we'll give you a chance to win some tickets to Guar, which is happening November 27th at the Knitting Factory. Uh, just a show you don't want to miss. You also want to dress properly for because it's going to be a bloody mess. <laughs> You just got to beat me Pop Culture Smackdown to get your hands on these tickets. You want some Guar tickets? Now would be the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. That's the phone number. If you think you got what it takes to beat Big J, we will see in Pop Culture Smackdown. Good morning, the X. Good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Travis. All right, Travis, you're up first. Airing from 2008 to 2013, what popular TV series stars Brian Cranston and Boise man Aaron Paul? <laughs> no idea. Oh. Wrong. Obviously, you're not a golfer. You failed. Hello, the X. Hello, how are you? Good, man. Uh, airing from 2008 to 2013, what popular TV series stars Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul? Uh, Breaking Bad. That is correct. Right. Big J, what very popular singer-songwriter has the number one streaming song of all time on Spotify with almost three billion streams? Um, oh, boy. Let's go with um, let's go with Madonna. Wrong. Oh, no, no, much more recent than Madonna. All right, uh, Taylor Swift. Wrong. It's Adele? a male. It's a male. Oh, it's a male. Yeah, singer songwriter, male. Uh, Song is called "Shape of You." If that helps. Oh, oh boy. Three billion streams. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, Ed Sheeran. Right. That's the guy that got it done. Uh, but uh, not good enough. Third time's a charm for Big J, but uh, when he got the first one wrong, you were good to go, my friend. Tickets to Guar are yours. Please hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're good to go. And then you're all set for that fun and excitement that is Guar. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We are going to talk lounge at the end of the universe next. It is the X Rock. <laughs> That is Rage Against the Machine. It is Bulls on Parade here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is time to talk about some cool things happening at the lounge at the end of the universe. And one of the things that is happening is a pretty big party celebrating the 100th podcast of a really cool thing locally called Toasted Marshmallow Podcast. And one of the hosts of the show, Chris, is here in studio. Good morning, man. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great this morning. Thanks for having me. Of yeah. course. Congratulations, dude. As somebody that has done a podcast, we know 100 episodes ain't easy. Uh, yes. I, I, I can't imagine it was something that you, you know, had on the agenda when you first started it. But let's talk about the origins of Toasted Marshmallow and where you and Wendy came up with the idea to put this together. Uh, basically, we were a big, big fans of podcasts, and uh, you know, I I told her one day uh, we should start a podcast, and she said, well, "What are we going to talk about?" And that kind of just killed the idea right there. <laughs> then six months later, she goes, "I think we should start a podcast," and I said, "That's an amazing idea." So let's. Let's do it. And so that's how we started. And when did the actual podcast start? Uh, that would have been March of 2018. Beautiful. And yeah. now here we are almost 100 episodes later, and you guys are having kind of a party to celebrate it, right? Uh, yeah. So we have come to episode 100, and we wanted to celebrate with uh, our listeners, our friends, and our families. So we decided to put on a big party at the lounge at the end of the universe. Uh, Jen Adams, the owner there, has been great, and we're working with her. I'm going to have a big celebration. 
Beautiful. When is that happening? That's happening uh, November 12th, 7 p.m. It's open to the public. Everyone can come. It's all free except for your drinks. you got to buy your drinks. <laughs> That's cool. But it's a great way to kind of get people into the podcast, maybe those that are uninitiated, but also a great way to celebrate kind of what you guys have done, the milestone that is 100 episodes, and you plan on putting together kind of like a little comedy show around it too as well, right? Uh, yeah. So that night we're going to have four comedians performing that night, um, great local comedians. Um, we're going to have some giveaways we're gonna have food uh, we're gonna have drinks uh, you can come there win some stuff uh, and just come have fun with us celebrate 100 episodes it's gonna be awesome and you know the the uh, podcast is available anywhere you can grab them it's on Spotify it's on audible yes. it's on Apple Podcasts, all that place just search for toasted marshmallow mm-hmm. but you know it is you know I think a good thing that you have comedians lined up because that plays a pretty big part of the podcast right yeah definitely I mean our main premise is we interview stand-up comedians and we've done other stuff but that's our main focus is stand-up comedians and entertainers um so yeah so having the comedians there they're all uh comedians that have been on our podcast before um and they're coming in helping us out and uh, doing the show with us and of course you know that's something they they it's easier i think a little bit for to get them involved in the podcast just because that's kind of how they've been surviving at least in the pandemic and and uh, helping to uh give uh put out their name podcasts and comedians have now kind of gone hand in hand uh, yeah, I mean, I think these days it's weird if you're a comedian and you don't have a podcast. seems like everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. has a podcast or they're booked on them all the time. Right, exactly. So, so yeah, it's great that they're coming out to the party. Uh, they're going to be giving us a hand. They're going to be providing the entertainment for you. We're going to give you some entertainment as well and come out, celebrate, and have fun with us. And, uh, of course, you and Wendy have worked hard in making this thing a, a pretty regular uh, you know, episode that people can download mm. and subscribe to and all that kind of stuff. But it also has turned into a business for you as well, right? Uh, that's correct. So just uh, within the last few months, we started Toasted Marshmallow Adventure Studio, where we're doing editing and podcast production for other podcasts um, and that has grown exponentially just in a few months to where I've gone ahead and quit my job my regular job so it's that's awesome. another exciting thing that's going on good for you man if people want to check it out, what's a great place that they can go to do that? You guys have a website? Uh, yeah, we have a website. It's ToastedMarshmallowAdventures.com. You can listen on pretty much any of the audio platforms, even if you're in India, we're there as well, on Ghana. Um, or you can even watch us uh, on YouTube. We do just about all our episodes, uh, video form and audio, so you can watch it if you want to take a look at our faces and that's that's where i kind of uh, got involved with you guys i was watching the interviews you were doing on youtube when the idaho comedy fest was here and mm. you guys had an opportunity to sit down with a ton of people yes. that were here during that particular festival but it, it was i think probably something that was really good for the podcast yes yeah um we did see some great growth from that event i mean we got to talk to like nine or ten comedians um there um yeah and that definitely bumped our numbers obviously they have followings and just kind of sharing your audiences is a great way to grow with podcasting and honestly it's when we started growing more is when we started reaching out and networking to um, other performers and other podcasts so as you put this together it has become an interview podcast for sure comedy being one of the biggest uh you know categories involved was that just something that organically happened or did you guys sit down and go this is the podcast we want to create um 
it kind of organically happened. I knew that was kind of what I always wanted to do, but when first starting out, I mean, honestly, on a podcast, you're interviewing your friends, which was great because a lot of them had some great stories. Right. Um, but I kind of knew I wanted to interview comedians because I've always been a, stan- a big fan of stand-up comedy, and you know, I knew I was probably never going to be a comedian, so it's like, <laughs> it's the way I can get into that world yeah. and not actually be a comedian, right. and it's been awesome. I've met a lot of really awesome comedians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the lounge has done their part. They're bringing some great talent into town for sure that makes it easy. We were going to talk about Sam Tripoli as well, who's going to be at the lounge on November 11th. 7 o'clock show's almost sold out, but they're going to add a 9 o'clock show. So you can grab your tickets if you want at loungeboise.com. You had mentioned that your event is free. Do you want people to check out loungeboise.com to get in there, or they can just show up and be a part of the fun, Chris? Yeah, you can just show up uh, at the uh, lounge at the end of the universe on Bank Drive uh, in Boise, um, and you can get in. You don't need a ticket you don't need a paper invitation it's open to everyone if you want to come see the show it's free come get entertained on a friday night it won't cost you any money except for a couple drinks <laughs> <laughs> uh you know and, and this is the first time we're meeting and and i chris i haven't had a chance to delve into a lot of the the podcasts that you have on the toasted marshmallow but one that piqued my interest and i got to go back and listen is uh love you mom and an alzheimer's oh, story yeah. and so uh, i'd like to learn more about that I- I- down the road because uh, I lost my mom to Alzheimer's in 2018, mm-hmm. so I definitely feel kind of some of the things that you're going through, but that yeah. is a really touching uh, and amazing podcast to do that can't be easy to put together. Yeah, no, that one is great. It's actually a story of my uh, girlfriend, Wendy, who's on the podcast with me and her mom, um, and I've just been the one that has edited it and put it out, um, but also on the same uh, token, my mom passed away from Alzheimer's as well, um, so she wanted to put that out as kind of almost like a tribute to her mom. Sure. She kind of didn't want to forget the story as well. Um, and it's really, I mean, people love a good story in a podcast. That one's gotten a lot of great response from people. Um, yeah, if you get a chance, check it out. That's uh, on um, Toasted Marshmallow Adventures on all the audio platforms. It's coming out right now. Um, if you do want to hear the whole thing, you can catch it in its um has its own entity on Apple and Spotify and things like that. You can hear the whole series right now. Uh, it's a ten-part series, um, and it's yeah, it's a really great pro- podcast. Um, not funny like Toasted Marshmallow <laughs> Adventures. A <laughs> little uh, bit of a different, uh, little uh, yeah. more serious. Yeah, but it's it's a great story. Um, check it out. I mean, I'm, we're really proud of the product that came out of that um, and the story that was told. As well, you should be. And congratulations on starting an empire, man. I mean, Thank you know, you. this is how it goes. You, you start with a podcast and then you start helping people grow their podcast. And next thing you know, mm-hmm. you are uh, right up there with the best of them. So it's really cool that you're able to do that out of Nampa and to build your yeah. own thing. And so uh, we recommend that you check out the podcast, that you click subscribe, that you rate, review, all that stuff to help them get up the charts and help build the brand a little bit. And then check out the anniversary happening next weekend out there at the lounge at the end of the universe. Chris, thanks for coming in. One more time, give the website so the people can check it out. Uh, it's ToastedMarshmallowAdventures.com and come to our party November 12th, 7 p.m. at the lounge. Beautiful. Uh, that is Chris. Thank you very much for coming in, man. We appreciate that. We're going to learn a little bit more about the lounge as well as we move forward, but we're going to take a look at your traffic right now so that you know exactly what's going on. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, the headlines are as follows. Watch yourself, New Zealand. 
Nightmare Scenario, and Secret to Happiness. Nightmare Scenario. Uh, this sounds like the worst possible thing, but also like a perfect storm. So listen, you know that when people die, they sometimes donate their bodies to science, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and so that happened with a 97-year-old World War II veteran named David Saunders. He passed away in Portland, Oregon, and donated his body to science. At least that's what his family thought. But his family is also, uh, I'm going to say, out there. And there was what's called an oddities event at a Portland, Oregon hotel that one of the, you know, where they bring in a bunch of weird stuff that people collect over the years. And one of the things you can do is you can pay $500 for tickets to see a live autopsy done in person Ooh. at this hotel. And so somebody in David's family did that and wanted no, to be a part no. of this. And guess who they found on the slab getting That's autopsy? We're going to hell story, Their man. grandfather. Was there and like, hang on, what is that, Grandpa David? Gramps, what's going on? And Papa. so, finally, they were able to dig it out, and it turns out that, sure enough, they donated the body to science. And then sometimes, this science uh, particular place that they donated the body to will sell cadavers to places that perform autopsies. Now, they don't always know that they're part of odd oddity shows that you can do in like hotel room ballrooms. But also, the fact that this is an actual thing that happens from time to time is bananas. And this uncovered a whole thing that apparently people paying a ridiculous amount of money to see autopsies is very popular as well. I mean, $500 a ticket to see live autopsy, that is creep show stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's gross. I, I, I don't understand why that's a thing. Why you would want to see that? I mean, I understand if you're, you know, a doctor. Isn't that the list, the first list you look for when you're looking for serial killers? Is that list of people I, well, who listen, purchase those tickets? I didn't even know there was a list. But maybe I would certainly start looking into it. Yeah. That's for sure. But, you know, I feel bad for the family. But, you know, the, according to everything, it was all done legally. There was no process here that was, you know, basically done. It just, well, I, well, people weren't aware. I bet that the people who are donating themselves aren't aware that this is a legal and okay thing for them to do with their body. This is something that you maybe should be aware of. Now listen, it's not the odds are very low that this is going to happen, but I guess there's a puncher's chance that when you think you're donating your body to science to help people, you could end up being autopsied in a hotel room ballroom. In front of your grandkids. In front of your grandkids. Who are also weirdos. Who are paying $500 for the privilege to see it. Watch yourself, New Zealand, or Secret to Happiness. Secret to Happiness. Good news, Big J. Your Secret to Happiness could be at your fingertips on social media. Yes, we know it's a terrible place, but there's a new study that reports that memes have actually helped a bunch of Americans deal with stress during the pandemic and afterwards as well. Uh, noting those that viewed memes a bunch feel calmer and more content afterwards because, you know, it lightens the mood a little bit. It makes them feel more confident sometimes. And so memes actually are healing us. Big J, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I see it. I get it. I understand it. Uh, maybe you should start memeing a little bit more. Meme it up. Spread that happiness a little bit. Huh? There's no like. Create your own like meme thief Instagram. There's a ton of them out there that don't do any of the work to just share the Instagrams of other people and then take credit for it. Might as well be you, right? Yeah. Monetize it. I don't think that's something I would do. But No, you can start a new one is what I'm saying. Oh. Wrap it up with Watch Yourself, New Zealand. A couple in New Zealand are encroaching on Idaho territory, Big J, and it's time we put our foot down. 
They were weeding their garden and they discovered something huge just below the surface. It turned out to be a giant potato that weighs more than 17 pounds. Now, they've named the potato Doug, as you normally would do, <laughs> after they dug it up. But the rumor has it that Guinness World Records is on their way to this place in New Zealand to document it as the world's heaviest potato, which means... They're coming for Idaho, Big J, and quite frankly, we can't take this lion down. Do we have the, the world Guinness record, I guess? Uh, I do not know. I just know the potatoes oh. are, our, are our territory, and anybody else that wants to you know, start fronting on it, this is has to be seen as a shot of aggression. Agree or disagree? Not agreed okay. to that. So uh, I don't know if you, you've got a garden in that backyard of yours. You should start throwing some t- potatoes down there and see if we can't. Get that record back, or at least bring it back home where it belongs. Yeah, right on it, man. Yeah. Guinness is very upset about it, and uh, as we should be as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the stuff you need to know. We're going to do some bad impressions. Those are next on the X Rocks. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we'll get you set up with a pair of tickets to Guar. They're coming November 27th here to the Knitting Factory. <laughs> going to be an awesome show. And uh, we'll uh, do that, get you those tickets. You just got to figure out bad impressions this morning. 208-287-1003. If you want to spend Thanksgiving weekend with Guar, who can blame you? All you have to do is get on the phone and play a game, which is basically this. Big J's got three clues. They all point to somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is from those clues, three or less, then you go check out some Guar action. Hello, the X. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, man. What's your name? Jerry. All right, Jerry, you're up first. Good luck. I signed on for three more years of cruising American eateries for 80 million bucks. Uh, next. During the pandemic, I did everything I could to help restaurant workers and raise $25 million. I'm going to reach out and say it was... Um Holy cow. He does uh, DDD, Diners, uh, Guy Fieri. There yeah, you go. Dude. Nice, man. You've talked yourself right into it. Good job, Jerry. Hang on one second. We'll get you those Guar tickets. They are yours. What was clue three? I'm the mayor of Flavortown. And why is Guy Fieri in the news? This is something maybe you didn't know about Guy Fieri, uh, is that he's a wedding officiant. I did know and that. And he, uh, he he specializes in marrying gay couples, Nick. And uh, Kristen, or, uh, Kristen Stewart is uh, is uh, publicly now uh, been engaged to Dylan Meyer, which is interesting, as uh, she is the writer uh, and creator of the Twilight series. Oh, nice. No, wait. No, that's not true. That's not true. Yes. She is the creator. She's the author of Twilight? Yes. Really? Yes. I thought it was somebody else that wrote that series of novels. I'm pretty sure that that's who uh, I, did I, it. I don't think that's right, but uh, we can argue about this later. Yes. Uh, either way, uh, Kristen was on uh, the Howard Stern show uh, talking about how she would love for Guy Fieri to marry them, but didn't think that that would uh, come to be. And uh, Guy found about found out about it and responded to her through the Today Show and said he would absolutely do it. No yeah. question. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, it's weird, but it's awesome. You know, uh, it is nice that they can do that. And uh, interesting that word got back to him, and then he, he retweeted it and tweeted it out. So he apparently is legitimately serious about it. So if she is, he'll do it. And uh, I, would you have him cater as well, just for fun? You would think that would be a good idea. <laughs> Probably. But maybe he just wants to go to the, the actual wedding and have a, a good time and not have to worry about working it outside of officiating the wedding. But either way, uh, congratulations to Guy Fieri. Who knows if it's actually going to happen, if they even have a date set, but apparently it could be a match made in heaven. There's your bad impressions. That's going to wrap it up. We're going to do that to the show as well next on the X Rocks. <laughs> 
That is Fozzie. That is Sane. And that's going to wrap up a very busy Friday show for us today. Special thank you to Dino, who came on the show earlier this morning, talking a little bit about the Toys for Tots ride that's happening this weekend. It's going to kick off uh, at uh, High Desert Harley and go all the way to Quinn's there on Vista. That's going to be pretty awesome and bring a toy and help start the uh, the fun that is Toys for Tots this holiday season to help out a bunch of kids in and around Idaho. Special thank you to Chris as well from Toasted Marshmallow Adventures who came on by and talked about his podcast and your opportunity to check out the 100th episode coming up next Friday at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. And we tried but failed to give away money this morning. Uh, somebody tripped on the $100 question for cult classic films, so you'll have some more chances to win money today. 12.30 with Jason Drew, 5.30 with Adam today. Same topic, cult classic films. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, man, it's National Donut Day, Nick, and it's Friday, and what I miss, I miss our free donuts. I cannot remember the last time I've even had a donut. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, when was the last time you had a donut? Um, I don't know, probably a few months ago. I mean, I can't give you the exact date. For well, you crying just called me crazy. I know, but you said you can't. Re- what I what I feel like that means it's been years it since had, you've had a donut. Because I stopped eating the ones they brought in here for a while as well. Yeah, and so it has been a really long time since I've partaken in a donut. But listen, man, uh, I still to this day enjoy. Because you know what? Uh, nothing better to me than a jelly filled donut. That's my favorite. Your favorite is what? Just the uh, the maple, maple bar. The right? maple bar. Yeah. I'll so, shove those in my face. i got to stay away from them. I'll, in, I'll eat them all. Enjoy a donut today if you would like. You can partake in it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, check out the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about all the time on the X. It's right there at GoTeamMazda.com for you. Jason Drew's coming in next. You guys have a good weekend. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs>